the NBA gives us 14 games, so I give you a Friday recap. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I've got a mad bunda. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. You are double banger? Well, you better bloody be because this is a Friday show. I've got my, I've got my beer in hand. We're ready to crack on and discuss 14 games. So go and watch the video if you're an audio person. If you're a video person, go download and listen to the audio version. Thumb it up. Ring the bell and leave your comments down below. We're here to talk about the action from Friday because, again, the NBA schedule just has no idea what they're doing. And they chuck a 14-gamer on. No one needs that. We don't need every single team playing on a random Friday in January. What would be the purpose of that? I don't know. But that is where we are. Now, I'm not going to do the full recap show as the way I like to get into these bonus recaps. We're not going to look at waiver wire trends. We're not going to talk news. We're not going to even probably not even going to do the full monstrous line of the night stuff because I've just got 14 games. And I'm just going to try and get as much info out as I can. Jazz Celtics is the first one of these games up, and I'm going to just warn you now, there were an absolutely huge amount of spankings in this uh, in this slate of games. The Jazz lose 97 to 125, and if I was sitting here telling you that I have any more of an idea of what's going on with Utah, I'd be lying because I don't. They continue to start John Collins over Walker Kessler. Collins played 22 minutes and had 12 and 11, probably one of Collins' best games, but I just could not care less. You do not roster him in 10 or 12 or 14 team leagues. As for Kessler, well, I know it's not great to see four and seven in 14 minutes and no blocks. He didn't win you blocks by himself this week, but he is still a top 60 player over the last week, and he's still 80th for the season. So while it's been disappointing, especially if you reached into round two or round three or round four, it hasn't been as much of a disaster as a couple of other guys that we are going to talk about later on in the show. The guards, no idea. Last game, Clarkson and Sexton both went off this game. They were both not very good. Although, to be fair, Sexton had 13 points with three steals, which is all right, but he played 20 minutes. Clarkson, whose last two games had been amazing, had two points in 17 minutes because of course he did. I think at this point, they're both sort of soft 12-team holds, but if you needed to move on, I think you'll be all right. As for Keontae George, he had 12-4-1. That's okay, but I don't think we're looking at him in 12-teamers anymore. While my skepticism on Simone Fontecchio played out, this is why I wasn't gung-ho about him being a must-add. Seven, four, and three, two threes, 29%. That's not 12-team worthy. If you want to hold on to him, by all means, do it. But it's not like we haven't had a sizable sample of him starting all season. The last couple were good, but I just didn't believe in him as that player. I think he's a fringe 12-team league guy, and that is it. Markkinen, 17, five, and five. While Chrissy Dunn had five assists, three steals, and a block, but shot 14%. But... 
basically every player on this team, I just don't understand. I don't get what's going to happen with them. They play, they played the entire uh, fourth quarter with Yurt Seven, Horton Tucker, and Sharmanich in there. At Baji sucks. Like this whole team is bad. It's not exactly true, but. Wasn't a good one, and their rotation's tough to figure out. So therefore, we didn't get much out of the Celtics. Well, we got 29-9-5 from Tatum. We got 14-6 and from Holloway. We got Maximum Derek having 10-7-3, but inefficient with a steal and a block. And slamming Sammy Hauser had 13 with three threes in a game that Al Horford um, was sitting in. So Horford will play tomorrow. I don't really know what the takeaway here is. This game was over very quickly. These guys were all pulled off uh, late in the third quarter. We ran with Lamar Stevens and bloody Delano Banton and Emmaus Cater, the Pastel de Nata. Um, Peyton Pritchard had seven points in 23 minutes. I see not a single takeaway from the Celtics, apart from me reminding you that they do play a game tomorrow. Game two, the Pacers smacked the Hawks 151-16. That brings us to talk from Chris Haynes that he thinks DeJounte Murray is definitely getting traded this season, and that's fine. Um, again, a horrible trade to get DeJounte into the team. And I know there are some thoughts that maybe DeJounte was going to be the guy that they were you know, really keen on. I never really bought that. That contract extension they signed him to indicated that they didn't think he was that sort of franchise-level player. And I'm not actually sure if he gets traded or where it's to that much changes in his production. Although, to be fair to DeJounte, 30 points on 68% shooting is awesome. The problem is he had one rebound, two assists, and nothing else. Only had 29 minutes out of Jalen Johnson. Did I even tell you the score? Because the Pacers dropped another 150 on the Hawks. 150 to 116. Jalen had 12, 8, and 3, which is okay. And he is very much looking like their second best player. Well, this was an absolute disaster class from Trey Young. 13, 2, and 6. 22% shooting. Played 22 minutes. He did conjure up two steals, but just an absolute stinker from Trey, which is... You know, going to happen, but it happened in a big way. Bogdanovich has lost a ton of momentum with Jalen Johnson back. I know they don't play the same position, but we have seen this. 16-4 and four in only 23 minutes for Bogdan. 21% shooting, and he is now 200th over the last two weeks and back to 79th for the season. I think he's going to settle around the 100 mark would be my guess. You can go and jack the depressed penis Sadiq Bay. Get that garbage out of here! 9-4 and four in 30 minutes for him. He's fine to hold. He's fine not to. And also, we're at that stage now. We're 11 weeks into the season. If you're in a 10-team category league, a 10-team points league, a 12-team points league, and Yekura Kongwu can go. Get that garbage out of here. I don't know that they'll trade Klinkapala. I've got absolutely no idea what they do. But you can't do it. For a points league, he's been a drop for about five weeks. For a 12-team category league, this is where the change probably comes in for a Kongwu. If I'm sitting 6th or 7th in the standings, I don't know that I'm bothering to hold on to him at this point. We've seen that there's no crossover with Capella anymore. He actually played more than Capella, 21 to 19 minutes. He had three and six, and he's just, at the moment, like a mid-ish backup center. And I don't like holding on to players waiting for trades. It's not, it's not a thing that I like to do, unless I'm a week away from the deadline. For the Pacers, they had a team record 50 assists. Halliburton had 10 and 8 with 18 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Timothy John dropped in 10, 3, and 10 with 3 steals. And as long as Nembhard is out, McConnell has streaming value. And then the rest of the team gave me zero clarification. If the Utah Jazz didn't exist, the um, Midwest, more northern version of the Utah Jazz um, would be this team for reasons outside of their confusing rotation. 22 minutes for Brown. He had 17, 3, and 2. Not probably a 12-team league guy. Neesmith, 15, 2, and 3, a triple one. Looked great. And then got hurt. Will he even play tomorrow? I, I don't know. He still is getting by at some really good numbers, and he probably is worth a hold. But the minutes are all over the shop. 
Sticks played 23. He had 11, 2, and 2. That's not enough to hold on to. Obi Toppin, 9, 3, and 2. Not enough to hold on to in 12s. These are maybe 14-team league guys. Matherin, only 18 minutes. He did score 18 points, but he's really just a points sort of streamer. Isaiah Jackson played 7 minutes. We got 12 minutes out of Jarris Walker, who had 8 points. Bud Heald had 11 in 17 minutes, and you don't need to roster Bud Heald. Get that garbage out of here. I would say the only must-rosters here are Halliburton and Turner, maybe Neesmith. It's not Brown, it's not Matherin, it's not Toppin, it's not Smith, it's not Heald, it's not Jackson. But they play tomorrow, and only eight teams do. So if you do have those guys, you probably just want to hold for the action for tomorrow, and that's probably about where that's going to end. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Start of the new year, all small business owners will ask themselves the same question. What do I got to do to get this business firing up to the next level in 2024. Well, one of the big keys in any business, one of your big costs in business, but one of the big keys to success is staff. And if you get the wrong staff, well, you might as well just flush your business down the toilet. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes. It has it creates the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Hiring is easy when you have quality candidates just placed right in front of you. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they might not have the time or the resources to hire properly and effectively. So go and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. We want to get better, don't we? We just want to always be looking to improve things in our life. And sometimes well, people will throw out extreme changes. I'm only eating salads for 2024. I am going to be exercising three hours a day. Like, bro, there's no way you're going to be able to do this. What therapy is able to do is to help you find the little things, the small positives that you've had in your life, the small changes that you've made, and how you can build on that to bring the next thing up. You might say, well, I started taking a daily multivitamin last year. That was a, that's a good start, isn't it? And then you go, well, what's the next thing? Well, it's incorporating more fresh fruit into my diet for the next season. And or the next, why do I keep saying season? It's because I'm talking NBA. With better help, getting therapy can help you identify those strengths and build on them and improve. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, that'll bring us on to the next group of games. We're two down, 12 to go. The next one was, you're going to be shocked to hear this, another blowout. The Cavs for the second consecutive game blow out the Wizards 114 90. Should we do it? Should we start with um, this dickhead, Jordan Poole? I don't, there, has there been a worse game than this all season? 23 minutes for Poole. Two points, no rebounds, one assist. Missed all four of his shots. And the troubling thing there is not shooting 0%. It's taking four shots. The man had 9% usage. Nine. I will stand by the process of projecting Jordan Poole horribly wrong. A guy that had 30 usage got to the line, had assists, scored well, hit threes, who was going to a role where it was likely going to be larger. I'm like, okay, that all makes sense. You couldn't have sat here with a straight face and go, well, there's going to be many games that Jordan Poole actually has a 10% usage, plays 20 minutes a night. 
there's no way you could tell me that. So the again, the part of it is the process. Now, the process clearly Turkey slapped me here. Like it's it's been useless, and we're at a situation here where if you're in a ten teamer, you do jack off Jordan Poole. Get that garbage out of here. In a twelve, I don't know. Part of the thing is it is incredibly frustrating to deal with whatever this is. I don't even know how to describe what this is. What's going? I don't know what's happening with Jordan Poole. There's got to be a large mental component to it. I don't know how to describe what it is. But who on your waiver wire has even close to the level of upside of a 25 point, point per game score? And that's probably not even there for Poole anymore. But it sort of is. So what actually like who who has that upside? Nobody. And that's what makes it a tough call. But. Yeah, what, what's actually going on here? The weird thing here with Paul, the last five games, he's ranked 301st. That's horrible. But over the last two weeks, 163rd, because you know why? Like five games ago, he had like 30 points and 25 points in back-to-back games. He had 55 points in two games, like a week and a half ago. And we thought, all right, we've turned it around. And then since then, an absolute disaster. So it was actually not that long ago. I think it was Christmas. It was basically Christmas when he had 30 and 20, 25. And now nothing. I don't understand what's happening. I don't get it at all. I can't rationalize it in my head. I understand moving on, but also think like, who are you adding? You're trying a stream of Pat Connaughton. Does that make any sense? Probably not. It is tough, but it's getting to a stage now where I go, well, if you do drop him, fine, go for it, right? But I also am finding it hard to say that's a blanket must drop. Tyus Jones, I'd be looking to sell high as quickly as I could. 16-1-5 with two steals, while Avdia had another solid game. 13-5-4, two steals and a block. Dolan Wright, we said he's a good steal streamer. He had five of them here. He had seven points in 16 minutes. I just don't think he's ever going to play enough. And think I think he probably sits tomorrow on the back-to-back to be a useful guy in 12s. While Gafford had four and four, not a good game from him. And Kuzma also sucked nine in 25 minutes. What is interesting is that Bilal Kulabali played 36 minutes. Now, two games ago, Bilal went under 20 for two consecutive, which made no sense really at all, but it had been trending, trending, trending down. And then Wes Unsard went, are we being too competitive? Do I need to just give all these minutes back to Bilal? Or is he only getting these minutes because they got smacked by like 70 combined points in the last two games? Bilal had 15 and seven with a steal and three blocks. That's obviously really good. Koulibaly is now 234th over the last two weeks and... 193rd for the season, which is obviously significantly worse than plenty of other guys on this team. Is he even worth a luxury stash? I'm not sure. I I don't know that you can wait that long or if the upside is going to be worth it paying off. But the minutes have trended back up, which is, I guess, encouraging. For the Cavs, second consecutive blowout. Remember, they play um, one game next week. That is obviously key when making decisions about what you're going to do with their players. Is it worth holding on to these guys when they don't play at all? So they play on Sunday against the Spurs, and then they play on Thursday against the Nets, and then the following Monday against the Bulls. For some of these guys, we're obviously holding Jarrett Allen, who had 12 and 12 with two steals and a block. We're holding Don Mitchell, who had 26, 2 and 4 with five threes. And then we get into the question marks. What do you do with Winter Soldier Max Struess, who had one little re- revival game yesterday or two days ago, and then was back to nothing, 9, 5, and 3? I do think that he is a hold through a one-game week. Karis Levert is the tougher question because he's 74th over the last two weeks. He's top 100 in points leagues. He had 11-4 and 11 here in 27 minutes, but I do fear that when Darius Garland returns, he won't probably be a must-roster guy. So 
Is he worth holding through a one-game week, Levert, to maybe get one more week of must roster after that? That's where I go. I'm not really sure. After Sunday, I'd be inclined to consider Levert more in categories than points to be a drop. Maybe. But I'm not I'm not sold on that. I'm definitely not rostering Craig Porter. Get that garbage out of here! Seven, four, and four as much as I like him. And then Okoro also, eight and four. That's a, like a 16 or 18 team league hold, even though he does continue to start at the moment. Um, was his next one a blowout? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Knicks beat the Sixers 128-92. My man, Isaiah Hartenstein, the stubby. 17, six, and five. Two steals and two blocks. This is the guy that when he played for the Clippers... And then he signed to the Knicks. I went, man, this guy's really good. And I know I copped a lot of shit for it, but guess what? He's really good. He's a very clear must-roster player. If any of you are too busy thumbing your asses to go and pick him up, just take a break for it for five seconds and go and do it. Just go and do it. He is available in some leagues. Brunson had 29 points, which is great. A little bit lacking on some of the peripherals, but a steal and a block is nice. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart had a good game. He has been very up and down. 10, 15, and 6 in 30 minutes probably is a 12-teamer. I'm still not 100% convinced. And then we got the the old uh, spanner thrown into the into the um, engine. What's it called? Throw a spanner into the works. That's what it's called. Because DiVincenzo had been starting, and he still started, but he played 17 minutes. He had 14, 2, and 3, which is actually still enough to hold. And they gave the minutes to my um, Ankar Jam, Quentin Grimes, who played 24 minutes. 19 and 8. Four threes, two assists, a steal, a block. He's right up the very top of my list of guys that need to go to another team and will be top 100 fantasy players. Is this an ad situation for Grimey? I don't think so. In like 16 teamers, maybe. But that was encouraging because we also got Juice McBride dropping 15 points in 15 minutes with four threes. Um, the big sneeze continues to suck. He had five points in 13 minutes because he is bad. He is bad. Well, Julius Randle had one of his worst games. 9% shooting. 8, 7, and 5. And Ananobi also struggled 11-2 with a steal. The trade to the Knicks has not really changed a single thing for Ananobi. So in terms of analyzing their trade, that was one thing that I did. You know, I know a few things right on that one, but I think knowing that or, or analyzing that I didn't think there'd be a huge change for OG has worked out okay. So I think we're still holding Hart. We're still holding um, DiVincenzo. We're looking at Grimey in some deeper ones and keeping a very, very eagle eye on his production. Shout out to two-minute legend Jericho Sims. Feel sorry for his girlfriend. Tyrese Maxey, 36 minutes, 27, 4 and 9, two steals and a block. Good game. Embiid, 30 and 10, three blocks. Good game. What about Kelly Oubre chucking in the three blocks as well? 15 and 7 in 31 minutes. Big, big sell high opportunity for Oubre while Melton is out. So try it. Not much else going on. The Thick Hogsman, Toby Harris, sprained his ankle. They said x-rays were negative and he's questionable for tomorrow. He had five points in 24 minutes. If he is out, it just further gives that Ubre Batum boost and you get probably a little bit more Marcus Morris and maybe Bob Covington, who didn't play in this game. But we don't know whether Melton Covington um, are going to be available for Saturday, same as Harris. We got uh, two points out of Daniel House. I don't even know why I mentioned that. What is the point of mentioning that? And we got 15 Jaden Springer minutes with Melton out. Um, but yeah, the real thing here is watching what happens tomorrow with Harris and they got just destroyed like so many other teams did on Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by the old Hungry Root. Whether you're braving the cold or dealing with the crowds, grocery shopping at this time of the year, it's 
Oh, this I didn't even read this part of the copy because I could have done some good stuff with it. Let's try again. Whether you're braving the cold or dealing with crowds, grocery shopping this time of the year is the worst. Wow, that was terrible. I uh, can't hit the high notes like John Ralphio, but why don't you stay home and let Hungry Root serve up one of their boxes right to your front door. With Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered right to your door. Save time, money, reduce food waste. That's three big key points to getting an old Hungry Root going for the new year. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. The best part of Hungry Root is that it follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, it's got to be quick to make, and contain whole and trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. Any eggplants? That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. Can we get a game? Can we get a game that is not a blowout? Well, sort of. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets were up pretty big, and then they sort of had a terrible second half, let the Thunder back into it. In the end, Brooklyn wins 124 115. It's going to Shea Gildas Alexander here. 34 9 and 6 is good, but no defensive stats, and he decided he was going to be a punt free throw guy today. 10 out of 15 from the line, which is actually like horrible. That, that hurts your team quite a bit. But, you know, we give him a pass. Chet Holmgren had 17 and 6 with a steal and a block. Cool. Only 24 minutes for Josh Giddy. But he's putting up better numbers in those um, lower minutes. He's not hitting that 29, 30 mark. He, he's more on the, on the lower the lower range. Um, he had 13, 8, and 5 with a steal and a block in, in those 24 minutes. And that's enough to be in the, in the 12s. Lou Dort had 12, 4, and 3 with three steals in his 28 minutes. And he's playing at a more consistent and solid level. I'm not saying I'm adding him but I'm at least looking in 14-teamers a little bit more closely. While the Bronco had 20-5 and five with five assists, Jalen Williams. Outside of that, not really anything going on. Vasily Micic played 12 minutes for six points. Isaiah Joe had three points, and Kaysan Wallace had eight points in his 23 for the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie, after a couple of real turds, he had 23-3-4 and four in 33 minutes, and Cam Thomas finally hit a shot after going 0-17 of 17 the final or the last two games. He only played 24 minutes. He had 19, 2, and 0, which is not a great line. He shot 43%, not ideal. Um, but you know, if I'm going to shit on Cam Thomas when he deserves it, he was a plus 6 and had 28 usage and was actually pretty okay in this game. I We're not definitely not adding him. They have a one-game week next week as well, so we're not adding Cam Thomas for a one-game week. In fact, if you've got Cam Thomas, you know what you're doing. Get that garbage out of here! But it was just good to see a better performance. Cam Johnson... Appeared like he hurt his hamstring at the end, but it was just a cramp. He didn't play well. Nine points in 32 minutes, but he'd been the only Nets player who had been playing well the previous two or three games. I think he is worth a hold through a one-game week, and I, could, I, 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 still can't, I still can't get over how bad Mikael Bridges is. Like, I talked about Jordan Poole being a horrible pick, like, but what's a worse pick this season? Picking Jordan Poole in, say, back-end third round, taking Mikael Bridges in the top 15, or taking Walker Kessler in the third round? They're all, they're all, they all stink. They're all terrible. I don't know which one's worse. Bridges, 17 points. Cool. 39 minutes. 39% shooting. And for as much as this bloke as I play every game, he is exhausted. 
He's never missed a game, as we all know. That's part of his legend. He's like his colon has got to be just absolutely looking like a nuclear wasteland after eating Chipotle every day for years and years and years. He played in the Olympics. He plays a ton of minutes and he's overtasked as a number one option. At some point, my guy, you are going to break down. I I don't want that to happen, but I am telling you it is going to happen. It is 100% going to happen. And I just hope it doesn't, but it will. Bridges is a buy low at the moment. You definitely don't drop him, especially don't even consider it with a one-game week. Do not consider it. So it is maybe a buy low chance if someone is really struggling and then sees the one gamer and I would throw any top 100 guy to go and get Bridges. Claxo played 34 minutes, 23 and 13. That meant that Dayron Sharp only got nine. Sharp is more of a streamer than anything else. Well, Dinwiddie had 23, three and four. I think I already said that. What I would watch for here. Now, sometimes I chuck out some little nuggets. Unfortunately, we didn't get any Jalen Wilson, but I'd watch Dennis Smith. 25 minutes, 13, 12 and seven with two steals. Dennis Smith has somehow an unbelievably good fantasy game. He rebounds, he gets assists, he gets steals, he blocks shots. He can do so many different things. This team is all over the shop. There are elements of Nets fandom, blogdom, whatever it is, calling for, hey, maybe we should just start Dennis Smith instead of Spencer Dinwiddie. And if there are trades that do go down and Dinwiddie is out, I would not be shocked to see a top 60 run from Dennis Smith. I am in no way suggesting that you add Dennis Smith Jr. as a 12-team league player at all. Although, those numbers are clearly good enough especially with a one-game week coming up. But they play on Sunday, so there's definitely streamable value there for him, but he's just someone to watch. If we hear something developing with Dinwiddie, I'd be all about getting myself Dennis Smith. Just something to watch. Finney Smith was shithouse. He's a 14-team league guy at this point at best. Let us go on to the next one. Um, Is that the correct one? I don't think it is. Let me figure out where I'm at. No, it was correct. I'm just dumb. The Minnesota Timberwolves, guess what happened? They blew out the Rockets, 122-95. Did Carl Anthony Towns get a block? Yes, he did. First one since December 16th, 22-8-6. Big, big bounce back from a guy who had been slumping. Well, Goose had 24-3-4, Anthony Edwards, and Gobert 13-12 with two steals, two blocks. Alexander Walker also chipped in a Richie Benno. Two threes, two steals, two blocks in 18 minutes. He also had three assists. We don't really need to worry about him too much. The two big question marks for 12s are the Wizard of Nas and Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels, and both of them had 16 points. 30 minutes for McDaniels, 25 for Reed, 16, 7, and 2 for Reed with a block, 16 and 3 for McDaniels in 30 minutes. I would prefer Reed over McDaniels in a 12, but I think they're both just fringe guys and not must roster. We are pretty clearly jacking Kyle Anderson. Get that garbage out of here. Even though seven rebounds, five assists, and three steals is good. He's a stream guy only, and Conley just didn't have a good game, eight, two, and five. But again, this was a blowout, so we got my man Josh Minard out there. Unfortunately, just not enough minutes. For the Rockets, Jabari Smith, 16 and nine with three threes. Nice. Good game. Shengun, 19 and five in 33 minutes. Not ideal, but okay. Van Vliet suffered a bit of a knee problem, but he was fine. He played through it. Seven points only. He stinks, but a steal, a block, and eight assists gets it done. Another. Banga from Cam Whitmore. Just something to watch. Now, of course, Eason and Brooks are both out, and that's opening up these minutes for Whitmore. 11-2 and two with two steals, 40%. He looks pretty good. He's not going to be a 12 ad at all. Well, not unless something major happens. But he looks okay. 
Um, the wild thing went scoreless in 21 minutes. He sh- just shouldn't be an NBA rotation player, in my opinion. While Amen Thompson, six and seven, a steal, uh, an assist, two steals, but the shooting numbers are bad for him. You don't do not need to roster Amen outside of dynasties or deeper formats. Just just watching the Whitmore stuff. Filipino legend Jalen Green did a Jalen Green thing. He had 20 points, which is a great way to start off a box score. Hit four threes, but five rebounds, two assists, zero steals, zero blocks, bad field goals, bad free throws is why he's shit for category leagues. He's a must-hold for, for points leagues. For categories, get that garbage out of here. Thank you, Jack Armstrong. The next game we go to is the Charlotte Hornets against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls win 104-91. Let's look at the Charlotte side. They were without LaMelo Ball, doubtful legend Mark Williams, Gordon Haywood, and then P.J. Washington left after six minutes. We can jack P.J. Get that garbage out of here. Still holding Big Dick Nick, although he only had four points in 27 minutes. He did have 12 rebounds. He's a hold. Brandon Miller. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, I find it really hard at this point. I'm really torn on Brandon Miller because everyone being out suggests to me I just I should hold him. Yeah, I should be rostering him. But what about any of his performances suggest that he is a 12-team league guy? Like, nothing. He's nowhere near it. He's 172nd for the season. He's nowhere near being a 12-team league player. But with everyone out, you think at some point something's going to happen, but no. He had nine points in 23 minutes in 23%. It stinks. Rogier struggled 15 points on 29%. Miles Bridges played 42 minutes. And Cody Martin played 36. Don't worry about his knees. 13-5 and five with two steals and three threes. But I did tell you about Cody Martin that Steve Clifford will love this bloke. He will play him because he loves him. In 14-teamers, I'm marginally interested in Cody. I'm not not much more than that, while um, Nick Smith had 10 in 16. I I don't know that you drop Brandon Miller, but I do know in a 10-teamer, I'd be absolutely, totally fine with dropping Brandon Miller. And my projections actually hate him for the rest of the season. That's assuming that we get Ball, Williams, and Haywood to play a bloody game. But who knows if that happens. For the Bulls, both Levine and Vooch were back. They both came off the bench 25 minutes for Vooch, 11, 7, and 3 on 41%. It's the same Vooch as old. He's the same. It's the same sort of shit that he was doing before he got hurt. And Levine had 30 minutes, 15, 5, and 4. At least he was back. So what happened to Kobe White? Well, he played 40 minutes. He had 22, 10, and 6 and shot 58%. He will not play 40 minutes every night. But Levine played basically starters minutes. That's, that's starters minutes. Now, what we do have to factor in here is that both Pat Williams and Alex Caruso were out. So that did help float the numbers. But hopefully nobody preemptively dropped Kobe White. DeRozan, look, that's not great, is it? 17-1-6, but the three steals is a nice little bonus. He has been playing much better. And we got 40 minutes from Ayo Dusumu. 12-5-4, one steal, two blocks. And he's had a couple of decent games. But again, Caruso, Williams, Levine, all coming back is going to kill him. You can drop the big avocado, I think. 7-10 and 10 with a steal and three blocks. Although... I know that I don't believe this, but I'm not going to completely rule out that they just say, huh, maybe maybe we just play Drummond 23 a night and Vooch 25, because if you'd watched Vooch this season, and I hate that phrase, because I don't mean to sound like you haven't watched, because I know that you have, but watching the Bulls games, like Vucevic has not played well at all, and maybe they actually do better with Drummond in that lineup next to DeRozan and Levine. That is possible. DeRozan, no, Drummond is not a better player than Nikola Vucevic, I don't think. But in terms of fit, he might be. I'm not going to... I'll say it's like a 1% chance. I'm not going to rule it out, though, that Drummond continues to play 22 minutes a night starting. I think if you needed to make an ad or you needed to do something with your injured reserve and add someone off it to activate them, you'd be okay dropping Drummond. 
but I'm not going to rule out some sort of weird um, minute split. Pretty good for the Bulls to win a game starting Dalen Terry. He had eight points, four assists, and two steals. Obviously, we're not caring too much about that one. Somehow, we still got nine minutes of the Red Rooster, even though Vooch was back. I guess that's because Patrick Williams was not available to play. What do you reckon about the next game? Blowout? Yes. The Clippers beat the Pelicans 111-95, the final score here. It wasn't actually as... um. It wasn't as close as that final score suggests. We had uh, over six minutes of garbage time in this game. Paul George played 30 minutes, 24 and 7. Kawhi had 19 and 9. And Zubats had 15 and 8 with two blocks. I'll tell you what I've heard from two people recently. When I was when I put out that thing about, hey, who's the what's the all Josh hates this guy team? I don't hate really any players at all. There are just some guys that I have opinions that they're not as good as some others think. That's all it is. But two people said, man, Josh, you hate anybody that comes from the former Yugoslavia. Okay. At, yeah, it, you don't even give enough praise to Jokic, is what someone told me. I go, okay, that is that's crazy to me because I feel like I've been one of the earliest on Jokic. I've been, you know, I was big on Zubats coming across. I was, you know, actually pretty high on Pokashevsky. Um, I like Bogdanovic. Like, it was weird to me. And then someone else said to me today, why does Josh hate all Croatian players like Zubats? I sometimes what we think of a player makes you um, skew the way that others view them because. This is nothing that's remotely true about that from the way that I speak or what I know deep inside how I feel. But obviously, it comes across that way to a certain uh, cohort of people. But anyway, Zubats, the stinky big bastard, sucked. 15 and 8 in 23 minutes. What's he even doing in the NBA? Why isn't he just, what is he, what's he doing here? He shouldn't be here. 15 and 8 in 23 minutes with two blocks. He continues to form a really strong partnership with Harden and put up some good numbers. We got Mason. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Mason Plumley. He played seven minutes. Um, likely again blowout related. We'll see how they go with him and Tice, but that's just deeper league stuff. Well, Westbrook got some extra minutes in the blowout too. Eight, five, and five. Two steals and two blocks. Really good game from Russ. Don't care. Not adding him. Harden had uh, eight, three, and thirteen. But overall, again, just a blowout. And for the Pelicans, Zion left early. Uh, they called it a leg contusion. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. But there you go. And he had twelve and six. And I just, again, blowouts ruining everything. Trey Murphy continues to really struggle. Really struggle. 3.17 minutes, 11%. There were a lot of victory laps on Trey Murphy for his, when he's first came back. I really like Trey Murphy. But he's a back-end player, unfortunately. McCollum had 12 and 6. Valanciunas played 23 minutes for 13 and 11. And Jones had 9 points in 25. He did have a steal on a block. I still maintain that Jones is just a stream-level player. Larry Nance is more of a 14-teamer, 7 and 6 there. But what do I even take out of this game where, again, it was such a blowout. The minutes were reduced. It's so hard to make um, fully blown decisions on a game like this. So I guess we get some relief from blowouts in the next one. I uh, guess not, because Dallas beats Portland 139-103. A lot of players out. Aiton was out, obviously, for the Blazers. No Jabari Walker, no Moses Brown. Matisse Thibel left early. He should be leaving your rosters early as well. Malcolm Brogdon, four points in 16 minutes. Told you he was a sell high. Get that garbage out of here. Yeah, you're obviously not rostering him in 12-team leagues. Obviously. What about Scooter, though? 17-3 and 10-33 minutes. Again, I like the minutes that are being pumped in here. He, he should be rostered. Um, Jeremy Grant, nice numbers in low minutes. 18 in 23 minutes. He had three steals and a block, while Shaden Sharp, much better game, 15 and 5. Dwap Reith, 
27 minutes and 16 and 7 is strong, but I don't know how long Aiton is going to be out. I don't know how reliable Reith is. Actually, I know he's not. Um, that's just a, a stream option. While it was a stinker from Simon, six points on 13% shooting. He is 110th over the last two weeks now. A really big drop from that initial boost that he had when he came in. They started Reith over Bargy, despite starting Bargy the last game. And Tamani Kamara continues to get minutes and only be like a 20-team league sort of a player. Not a lot to talk about there. For the Mavericks, they were without. You'd be shocked to know that Derek Lively was out. What a shock. Why do they list him questionable? He was never going to play. Lively was out. Williams was out. Um, Exum was out. And Doncic was out. Kyrie played 29 minutes, 29 and 5. 24, 9 and 5, sorry. With two steals, two blocks. Fantastic. Jaden Hardy really excelled. 19, 9 and 9. You don't get that from Hardy on 57% shooting. When Doncic is out, he's a stream guy. Joshy Green had a good game. 14, 5 and 5. And Derek Jones had 12 points with three steals. Timmy Hardaway, 19 with three threes. But honestly, this is one of those piss easy games you'll ever see. Everyone was able to get in on the action. AJ Lawson had 14 points in 25 minutes. I, I don't. I'm, what am I taking away out of this? Like Dwight Powell had nine boards in 26. I don't think that Doncic is going to miss the next one. Exum should be back. I don't know about Lively, but I know I'm not streaming in Dwight Powell. So all this is great. If Doncic remains out and Exum's out, then yeah, I'll try Hardy, but it, it just doesn't tell me anything. And that's really a real issue with so much of the action today. And finally, we get a close game. In fact, a cracking game. The Orlando Magic... Uh-huh. 122 beat them the Nuggets 120. Wow! Without the Nug, this is the let me rephrase this. This is the Magic on the road without Franz Wagner, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter, Goga Badadze, Jonathan Isaac, Joe Ingles, Gary Harris, and then Anthony Black left after four minutes. So they were running with eight players and no starters. Paulo Banquero carried hard. Now his efficiency wasn't very good, but 32, 10, and 11. He sprained his ankle as well. Uh, the other day, three steals, 38 from the field, 79 from the line. He continues to be huge. I'm very glad that I included him on my list of players unlucky not to make my all-star team. Maybe he makes it later on. I don't know. Mo Wagner, this is what the man could do. 19 and 11 in 38 minutes with two threes. He's a very, very, very good offensive center. The problem is there's not enough minutes on most nights, but if Gogren and Wendell remain out, then yeah, we would be using Mo Wagner. And Cole Anthony had a big opportunity and he took advantage. 23, 2, and 4. He's on that list for me with Quentin Grimes. Guys who would flourish as top 70 players if they found a proper role. I don't know that he's going to get that role, but it was good. Suggs continues to look unbelievable. I don't think that he's going to win the most improved player, but he should be close. 27 points, 7 threes, 34 minutes. He can be up and down. We know this with his shooting, but he's just hes just cool. He's just cool. They started Chumura KK. He had three points. I didn't really like that decision. I don't think Chumura is really the guy. He had a triple one while Caleb Houston played 24 minutes, eight points and two threes. Not much going on there. And Trevelyn Quinn played 31 minutes. He's a guy who puts up big numbers in the G League. He had five points only, but two steals and a block. These are just names to watch. Queen, Akeke, and Houston, if these injuries persist. Anthony Black, he was sick apparently. I don't know why. If he was sick, they started him. I don't really understand the point of that. But they did, and he did nothing. He's, I would say that his rookie season has shown some good defensive flashes, but he struggled in a lot of other areas. For the Nuggets, this is a really poor loss. It is a back-to-back. But 37 minutes for Jokic, 29-4-8 with three steals. Michael Ponder, after a disappointing game last time out, 22 points with four threes. And uh, Aaron Gordon, Kanon Whisperer, 16-8 and eight in his 36. The headmaster had 20-7 and seven with nine assists. And KCP, still not beating the stream allegation. Six points, 29 minutes, one steal, one block, and one gigantic jack-off. 
Get that garbage out of here. Peyton Watson had been playing well, and he did not do that here. He is not a 12-team league guy. He's a streamable 12-team league player who you look at more in 14 to 16-teamers, but I still am very excited for his future. Reggie Jackson, the minutes for Reggie have dropped off significantly since the start of the season, not including the part where he started for um, Murray, but he was getting like 21, 22 as a bench player. Now he's like a 17-minute-a-night bench player. So... Nice little game there. Did we get away from the blowouts in the next one? Well, not really. The Suns took care of the undermanned Heat 113.97. No Butler, no Martin, no Highsmith. It does appear that Butler is going to miss some time. I believe he's been sent back to Miami. Oh, actually, sorry. Their next game is uh, at home. So maybe he is available to play in that one. But yeah, old uh, old mate, General Saunas, he was out here. They were there. They didn't have a bunch of guys, and they got waxed as expected. Bam Adebayo did his best work that he could, 28 and 11. And look, I can't believe this is happening, but Kevin Love continues to play well. 20 and 7 in 20 minutes. That's at least streamable. Jaime Jaquez shot 71%, which is great, but seven shots? He had 10 points. He had two steals. He had 35 minutes. He's been a revelation. He's probably been... probably. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'd say he's probably been third in rookie of the year at this point. But that also doesn't mean that he's not being highly, highly, highly overrated in many different circles. And I do believe that he will end up being a 12-team drop. He's not now, but he will be. Uh, just a stinker from Hero. Nine points on 24% with six assists. Well, Jovic, little chunga started, and he went back to being Nikola Jovic. Three points, 24 minutes, and he's not really, and by not really, I mean absolutely not, a uh, startable or a rotation player in the NBA. Maybe this is why people think I don't like people from the former Yugoslavia. Four points for Dunkey Robinson in 27 minutes. He had been playing pretty well. He's still an okay 12-team league option, but it's not a long-term thing. While Lowry double-cheeked up for six points in 23 minutes with two threes. Just a bad game. But let's talk about a good game, actually, because Josh Richardson played well. He got to 29 minutes in his second game back. 10, 8, and 7 with three steals. I don't think that we're adding him, but he is higher up on the priority list in terms of streaming while these guys are out. You'll be stunned to know that Kevin Durant was out again with a hamstring strain. Oh, what a shock that is, that he's going to miss a week. Yeah, who could have predicted that apart from people with common sense? He might return on Sunday. Don't be shocked if he's out on that one as well. Durant was out. Gordon was out. Nasir Littleface was out. But what about Grayson Allen? You might hate the bloke for things that he's done. Cool. But you cannot deny that he's been unbelievably good. A top 70 player this season who is still unbelievably available in many, many leagues. Ridiculous. 31 points for Grayson. Nine threes with two blocks. Brad Beal. 25, 7, and 9. I know it wasn't, it was a bit a terrible start to the season, but he's rolling. Amazingly. Devin Booker, 20 and 5 with 10 assists and 2 steals. A good game. Nurkic got hit in the face, never returned. He had 6 points with 9 rebounds. I think he'd be okay. While the bold ball train came to a, um, I don't know, a bold ball stop, 4 and 3 in 10 minutes with a block. For the, the thin fella, he is obviously not a 12 team league guy. He has been added in 12 team leagues, and he should not be. And you can go ahead, and I always love jacking Bold Bol off. Get that garbage out of here! And it was just a bunch of minimum bullshit between Akogi and Metu and Eubanks and Bates Diop and Watanabe. Um, no one doing enough for me to care. But it was interesting to see 22 minutes of Drew Eubanks back in the rotation. Was that because Metu was playing at power forward and they wanted Eubanks at center? But Metu had that little jump up, and he's fallen back off again, which is, I guess, relatively predictable. All right, the final three games, 
Yeah, weird to have three games on right at the end of the night, but of course it was an extraordinarily big slate. The first one here in Sacramento, Toronto 130, Sacramento 136. Barnsley played 35 minutes. He had 20 and four, six assists, two blocks. He just continues to do those things. Didn't take a free throw, but still really good numbers. And he has really established himself in this groove now. While uh, Pascal Siakam, who was rumored apparently to be getting traded to the Kings before this game until Sharm said that the Kings pulled out. Yeah, that's fine because... I don't think the Sabonis and Siakam front court fit is all that good. I don't know how that would have worked, but we'll see where Siakam ends up. He had 18, 4, and 9 with two steals and a block. Pirtle fouled out. That's why we got 23 minutes, but still 14 and 6 with three blocks. He's got a real chance to roll home as like even a top 40 guy, I'd say. While quickly played 38 minutes. Yeah, let's go. 20 points, 8 assists, 4 threes, 35%. Huge. There was no Gary Trent in this. So we got 32 Dennis Schroeder minutes, 18, 2, and 3. And Rowan Barrett played only 27 because guess why? He's not good. He's not that good. You do not, absolutely do not need to roster him. Get that garbage out of here. We got 28 minutes for the wiki, Chris Boucher. He had 14 and 9. Don't think this is a resurgence for Boucher, who is the 304th ranked player this season. Um, this is because Perda was in foul trouble, of course, and Kristen Coloco is whatever was going on with him. Don't do that. Well, deeper leagues might want to look a little bit at Jonte Porter, who had 10 points in his 13 minutes for the Kings. Uh, another triple-double for um, Sabonis. 24-15-11 on 69% shooting, while Fox was great after a couple of really poor ones. 24-2-4, two steals, 50% shooting. We love that. And Keegan Murray also double-doubled for 19-13. and 13. Not a lot to talk about with them, except that the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnsley dropped in 16 points with five threes in 34 minutes on 42%. And Malik Monk, we're finally getting Mike Brown going, yeah, like he's one of our best players. Why don't we play him like that? This absolute insistence of Monk being a sixth man and playing 25 minutes was insane. He still is a sixth man, but we're not mucking around with Duarte's and Herders or anything like that. Monk had... Um, 15-1-9 in 38 minutes for Leakey, while Duarte had 10 points in his 17. We are not rostering him anywhere, and he played more than Herder, who had three points in 14. He has lost all confidence. Mike Brown has lost all confidence in Herder, and my call to jack him game one is looking all right. Get that garbage out of here. Not much else going on in that one, I don't think, so we'll go to the next one as the Memphis Grizzlies on the road beat the, what's the term that they would use, the beleaguered Lakers. The Darvin Ham roasting over an open fire. Lakers, 127-113. I don't think they're going to fire him, but I don't know. I don't know. Jaron Jackson, 31-9 with three blocks. They didn't believe in us. Triple J did. 79% shooting for him. Good bounce back. What, Desi Bain, 13 assists. Yikes, what the hell? Don't expect that, obviously. 24-5-13. and 13. Morant had 21-7-7. Seven and, seven. and we also got a good game from Marcus Smart, which had been lacking. But we were preaching some patience and to hold. There he had 29 Two and five with eight triples helps, helps when you play the Lakers. And of course, Xavier Tillman, who started last game, played 12 minutes. Bismack Biombo, who played zero minutes last game, played 31. He had six and 10, just telling you that you don't roster Biombo or you don't roster Tillman because it is going to be a consistent shit show. There was no Vince Williams here, so Zaire Williams played 20 minutes. He had 15 points. He has been still a huge disappointment and nothing we need to really rely upon. And not a good game when the Duck, Luke Kennard, scores zero points. He played 20 minutes. He still is in that stream zone, but we're not relying upon it. And Santi Aldama, still people rostering him for some reason. Uh, zero points in nine minutes. At least he generated a steal, but yeah, that's not happening for the Lakers. 40 minutes for Austin Reeves. 19, 7, 12, two steals, one block. Good. The dicking around for 10 weeks was ridiculous. They didn't win, of course, but 
We're getting some numbers out of him. Uh, he was also, though, watch this, a minus 23. LeBronny had 32, 5, and 7 with five steals, a huge game for him, while Davis 31 and 6 in 41 minutes. The fact that we are getting gigantic seasons from LeBron and Davis, injury-free with big minutes, and they're still not winning is absolutely terrifying. If one of these guys actually gets hurt, this team won't win a game for a month. Um, the artist formerly known as Torian Prince was fine. 10 points, three threes, two steals, a block. They play Sunday, so you could hold now if you've still got him, while Reddish continues to be Cam Reddish. LeBron didn't magically turn him into a good player. He still sucks. Eight points, 32 minutes, two threes. Not much else going on there. Not a good game for Max Christie. I still believe in Max Christie long-term, but not for this season, while Vanderbilt played uh, 17 minutes for zero points. Cool, good for him. The final game of the day, we made it. It is the Detroit Pistons and the Golden State Warriors. Pistons put up a good fight, or maybe I say the Warriors put up a good fight because they just won 113-109. Cade played 35 and he had 30 and 5. Cool. With a block on 59%. He is he's rolling now, honestly. He is top 40 for the season. Um, maybe even pushing top 30 minus one. Or Duran had 13 and 12. And uh, Ivy only 24 minutes. Now, 12, 4, and 3 is fine for Ivy. It's the dicking of minutes by coaching legend Monty Williams that is frustrating. His upside is not sky high that you need to hold on to Jaden Ivey. He can do more than this, but you don't need to hold. Stinker from Bogdanovich, 12-5 and five on 26%. While they continued to start Isaiah Livers, cool, don't know why, one of the worst players in the NBA, and play Asar Thompson, 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Get that garbage out of here! He still had two steals, but there are a lot of you still holding on to Asar Thompson. This is like Tom Thibodeau in his hair, like, give it up, you're bald. Like, so am I. LeBron, that meme of LeBron brushing his head. Yeah, just got to get him in. Bro, you're done. It's over. It's finished. Vince Carter, it's done. Drop us out, Thompson. Uh, Alec Burks had 13 points in 21 minutes with three threes. A really nice stream guy, but I haven't even spoken about the fort, Kevin Knox, because he had a good game. 13 points. No, he didn't. He played 23 minutes for 18 points with four threes and two blocks. Imagine Kevin Knox putting up good numbers against you. You'd, you'd think that things are coming to an end, wouldn't you? Um, he's at least a deep league sort of interesting guy. While well, James Wiseman, I did say that Isaiah Livers was the worst player in the NBA, but all he has to do is sort of look down the locker to the next one and go, bro, what about this guy? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. For the Warriors, um, you leak something out to Shams, then you get to play the most minutes on the team. Johnny Kaminga, the bucket, played 36 minutes, 11 and 6, and that is not a good game by anyone's definition, but the fact that he played 36 means that we've got to roster him. Um, I don't know what happens when Draymond returns or if Draymond returns or how fat Draymond will be when he returns or when this all happens. I've got no idea. So we just keep rolling with him. We keep rolling with Trace Jackson Davis, even though the lineup that was going to be in place for a while is now dead. He still played 23 off the bench, and that's what's important. 11-9 and nine for TJD with a block. He's still a 12-team league guy. So is the game boy, Brandon Pajemski. He only played 25 minutes, but 11-5-5 five and five is enough. But then Chris Paul got hurt. And surely... If Paul is out with a hand injury, that the game boy will move into the starting lineup. He'll play 30 minutes again, and we'll be rocking and rolling. I know it's annoying that these minutes have dropped, but whatever. You hold him. Steph had 26 in 31 minutes, while um, Sharich was good again. 17 points in his limited minutes, and Looney is... Let's let's drop. Someone wanted me to drop this on Steve Kerr here, so, so consider this a Steve Kerr slash Kevon Looney combined... Washed watch. I could put Clay Thompson on there. He is definitely not the same player as before. And I said yesterday that, hey, man, I know everyone loves Clay. And nearly every comment was like, people don't love Clay. People don't like him. I was shocked that people don't like Clay because, yeah, I just didn't think that was the case. Um, Clay had 19 points. That's okay. That's good, actually. He had two blocks, but 
a lot of shots, inefficient, continues to sort of struggle from a fantasy perspective as well. And if we're going to throw the washed watch out there, let's do it again. Because can someone tell me what's going on with Andrew Wiggins? Get that garbage out of here! He's still rostered in 59% of 12-team leagues. What are you guys waiting for? What, what are you doing? Surely there's not one single person in a 12-team league watching this show right now that has Wigo on their roster. This has got to be the 59% of other leagues that don't tune into this show. Because he had three points in 19 minutes. The, the man's going to be out of the rotation. He's way worse than Kaminsky. Kaminsky, Jesus Christ. If you're worse than Frank Kaminsky, you're struggling. He's way worse than Pajemski and Jackson Davis and bloody Moses Moody, who only played the six minutes here. And another one of those like uncut jams that probably needs another spot uh, to really start to flourish. But at least they get a win. And we'll see where that leads us after that. And that was... 14 games. I'm not, I didn't go through and create the whole graphics for monstrous lineup, but I will tell you who they are. Jaron Jackson was the monstrous. That was followed by Tatum, Halliburton, Irving, Jokic, and Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's your waiver wire line of the night. Who is your young gun of the night? Hmm. It's Jaden Hardy. And your dud of the night is, oh, shit, it's a long list to go down to the bottom of. Um, Malcolm Brogo Brogdon, who you can get that garbage out of here. You can jack off. Because, yeah, that is just not happening. So let's go through my little end-of-day um, my end of day checklist just to see what little notes we've got. There's quite a bit, obviously, to take out of this day. That is the wrong number. All right, let's bring that back across. What was that? Why did that come across like that? Did this not work? Hmm, pause. There was I was having issues with some of my video processing software, so something happened, but I think we're good now. Here we go. So we're adding Grayson Allen. All right, we're adding Kelly Oubre. The Melton injury, they play tomorrow. Harris is out, maybe. We're adding Scoot Henderson without any questions whatsoever. We're dropping Malcolm Brogdon, but we're also dropping the depressed penis Sadiq Bay, And we are dropping Jaden McDaniels outside of all of the other jacks that I dropped during this show. Andrew Wiggins, one of those. I'm not going to put him and RJ Barrett on this list every day, even though I could. And that'll bring us to the end of this wonderful Friday 14-game recap show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, Anita Ward, me, ring the notification bell, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, and leave your comments down below. We are done here. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.